And here, I want you to see what happens in the dreaded imperfect. The imperfect is always, as you know, in the contract verbs, a difficulty. All right, here's what we've got. Everything turns into ooh, why? Look up at the chart. Because you're always doing a short vowel in the connecting vowel position. So basically, you have de lu, de lune, de luce, de lu, de lumen, de lute, de lu. And in the imperfect uh, for the middle passive, ed de lumen, ed de lu, ed de luta, ed de lumetha, ed de lusta, ed de lunta. Now, uh, for uh, bits the accent maven, I want, and anybody who wants to play in his uh, camp here, I want you to notice bits. There is a slight accenting difference between a third person singular imperfect indicative, ed delu, it's a third form down at the top, and the second singular imperfect middle, ed delu, because what happens here is this. I'll move over here. Here's what you've got, ed delu, like that, represents so we've got the thing coming back three syllables. But with the second singular imperfect middle, you get which produces because you're going like this. And the accent is back on that syllable, so it goes like that. So <clears throat> it's unpredictable whether or not this form will show up on any final examination. But just take a look here. When you've got the accent like that, it's the middle. And that's not the one that's likely to show up in the New Testament. This is the one that's more likely to show up. You've got to say, that's a tough form. It looks like a noun of a genitive singular. You're not expecting an omicron upsilon as a verb ending, but it is a contract verb of the uh-o type. Uh, now, there aren't, uh, uh, there aren't too many problems in this chapter as far as uh, mistakes, but for the few of you who have the old printing, on page 209, Right at the beginning of the paradigm in B1A, the second singular, de lois, should have the accent over the yoda, not over the omicron. De lois. All right? And then on the next page, it's a circumflex, that's correct. But on the next page, I don't know how this got omitted, on 211, sorry, 211, example 6. Uh, the first form, de, de la ace, the ace should have a yoda subscript because it's a subjunctive, uh, subjunctive form. Okay, now, I would like to, uh, on page 213, I would like to make a couple of changes here. Okay. All right. These, in fact, have been made 
for the uh, new edition, I mean the newer printing. Uh, the second, third word, koinao, I make common semicolon defile. And then under the fifth word, homoyao, the plus the dative should be in parentheses. And then at the end of the definition, after lichen, put a semicolon and then write this. After the semicolon, write passive be like. It's another one of those um, chapter 24, section D kind of things there. Um, Okay, otherwise we're fine on this. Um, now, as far as the vocabulary is concerned, <clears throat> the uh oh contract verbs are the least common verbs of the three types. Least common. But there are about three really important verbs, and let me just point those out to you. The first one is the second word, dikai uh oh, to justify. I mean, this occurs scores of times in the Pauline epistles. So you, know, you might say, well, why don't you just omit the uh oh contracts? Well, you get this darn verb that has um, a lot of play there. I would say also the fourth last word, stauro, to crucify. And then, it's about in the middle of the vocabulary, homoi uh-oh, the one I was just talking about, make like or liken. This is used in Matthew, Mark, and Luke with the parables. The kingdom of God has been likened to or was like. That's what's used. Those three are particularly important. And then I'll say one more thing, and then we can uh, uh, take a break here. And that is... All of these uh-oh contract verbs have a specific kind of meaning. And that is that they all convey making something into something. They're factative. So, like de lao, I make plain, make righteous, make common, make like, make full, play rao. Make in the form of a cross, crucify. Make complete or perfect. The uh-oh contract verbs are always factative. You make something into something. And that's why you'll notice the definition that I gave to Dick Kaya'o. The definition I gave was to make, to justify, and then I said to make righteous legally. Not make righteous in the sense of change your body or something, but when you justify somebody, you make him to be righteous in a legal sense. 